0: All right, so let it grow. Let it, you know, the, If I could put a name of what, what this is, what we're about to, to read in the text, it's, it's let us grow. That God doesn't save us and just leave us alone. He saves us with an intent for us to, to, to be transformed, to be changed, and become more like Christ. And if we, we just go, well, I'm, I'm saved, I'm good, and I, I'm just going to stay where I'm at, we die. We, we, we die, so we've got to grow to move on. And, and Peter is stressing this in the text to those that he writes, going, "Hey, now that your life has been saved by Christ, this is what you need to do." So that, that, that's sort of what what we're going to look at. What we've seen what Christ has done. Now this is what we're supposed to do. So we're going to read First Peter chapter two, verses one through five. Would you stand with me as we stand in honor of God's word? And just to let you know, we do have by. Bibles, if you don 't have one, I would love for you to have one, or you might uh, yours might be just beat up or too small for for you to read. I'd love to get one in your hands that you can have and keep for yourself. so uh, let me know after the service or talk to my wife or or anybody in the band or whatever. Just talk to somebody first uh, Peter chapter two, b- b- beginning of verse one, this is what it says, so therefore put away all ma- all, all, all malice, all de- de- deceit." to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Let's pray one more time tonight. Dear dear God, we we thank you so much for your word. God, you call us to grow. But in order to do that, we've got to submit to you, to your will and your way. And God, I just ask tonight that you will give um, clarity, Uh, that we all in this room will understand what your saving power means in our life. And, Lord, may we be grateful in a way that we we reflect it in the way that we live to honor you. And God, use us, build us up to be a mighty house uh, that gives you honor and glory. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so it starts. The text starts. So, so... Put away. Now, when you see the word "so," there another word that could be there is "therefore" or "because of this." Because of this, so the question is: Well, what's the because of this, or what's the therefore they're talking about? Well, last week we ended chapter one, and the main word we talked about was "ransom." That we have been ransomed. What does that mean? Can can someone what is that? Say it again. Say it again paid for we've been paid for that we've been bought with a price right that someone so we have been ransomed that we have been paid for and and this is what what Christ did and we talked about a weird word y'all remember the weird weird word the doctrine of what heart heart hard phrase here imputation not amputation but right imputation where we've been impute imputed that that means placed on that means our sin and our guilt and the punishment we receive was placed was imputed on Christ on the cross. That he took it on. It wasn't his, but he took it. And he imputed, he gave to us righteousness. A sinless life that has earned righteousness. That's what he gives to the believer. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that amazing? It's, when we think about it, we should go, okay, this, this is huge. Now, we ended it, but because of, of what Christ has done... How are we supposed to, to, to love? Do you remember? Like Christ, but he uses a word that starts with an E and ends with earnestly. Loves earnestly, right? Love earnestly. That means like with, with everything you have, love one another earnestly. That's sort of where he leaves us at. So let me ask you, and we, I have been talked about some ways that we can sort of, in our group right here, we're called to love each other earnestly. Now that's not like we're not talking about, oh Pastor Dan, I know how to love earnestly. No, no, say no, no, you, you freak. It's talking about like like in Christ loving, like like you know what I'm talking about. So, question for you. How are you doing with that from last week? Has it even crossed your mind at all since you walked out those doors a week ago to right now? Or is this the first time it's come back? When you thought, oh, you know what? I really need to do that. And we walk out, and life gets busy. So-and-so did what? So-and-so said this. We're going there. What? Whoop. And we lose sight. We wonder why, we wonder why, man, this Christian life isn't just working out for me. I've talked to so many teenagers or, or college, and they go, man, I tried it, but it's just not working for me. And I always want to ask, how much working are you doing in your Christian life? We, we hear things, and we, we go, "Yeah, I agree with that, but if it causes me to change the way that I live or to give up something that I like, but it might dishonor God, am I willing to go that far? Maybe the the reason why nothing has changed because we 've never changed, right uh, So, point number one, are you ready? you ever you, think y'all are, I, I've got y'all up going, Me, I feel good now. Woo, I'm ready. Point Point one's this. We are called to grow. Point one, we are called to grow. So it says, so therefore, he says, put away. Now, the word put away there is like someone who has a heavy coat on. Have you ever walked around, uh, and kids do this a lot. They dress up in all these clothes in the house when they're young, and they've got like, I've got eight shirts on and three coats, and they're like like this. Have you ever seen a kid do that? And all of a sudden, they're like red and splotchy, and they look like they're about to pass out because they don't understand it's 980 degrees outside, and they're dying, right? So this is like having something heavy on, a coat on, and he's saying, just like clo- clothing, take it off. So when he, when he says put off, it means take it off like it's something that's weighing you down. And this is what he says. Don't miss this, because these are words that you hear. You can read this on your own a lot of times, and you'll just skim right through it. Yeah, I don't really deal with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, I'll have to work on that some. This is it. All malice. So what is malice? It's an attitude similar to hatred. Now, you might go, well, I don't don't hate a whole lot, so I think I'm pretty good. Um, It's a desire to inflict pain harm or injury on someone else have you ever felt felt that bef- before yeah i'm okay four, four of us have okay well y'all are amazing then because uh, there 's times you, you just want to strangle somebody 's neck uh, there's times someone wrongs you and they and the, what the world will say they wrong you and you got the right to 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 wish ill upon them because of how mean they 've been to you uh, now this uh, the mouse includes whole holding up of a grudge or acting out a grudge against someone. You just just watch them, and you just want them to fail. I just want them to fail. So when we talk about malice, that's what we mean, okay? Then it says this, all deceit. Deceit refers to being deliberately dishonest or lying or speaking in a way to mess someone up. Uh, the person that, that lies, uh, they lie in order to mess up friendships or other relationships. Oh, did you hear this? And they begin to spread this. Some, sometimes what they do if, with deceit is friendships, and I've seen this before. They're friendships. They confide in each other. These fr- fr- friendships fall apart. Months pass or even years can pass. And then someone in the friendship where it br- broke apart can go to somebody else. Oh, they talked about you once. Can you believe that? And it's like two months ago or six months ago or two years ago. Is that a right heart when someone is trying to tell on somebody else at that point? That's deceit. That's as bad as, as, as what the person may have said in the first place. It, it's, uh, it's, it's holding ammunition against someone waiting for the most costly time to strike. Deceit. Hypocrisy. We've heard that word, right? It, it comes from a word which, which, which means what? Do you all know? Hypocrite, Hypocrit, which, which means? To tell someone not to do something and do it back. To tell someone not to do something and do it back. is a hi- That's a very good definition of what a hypocrite is. It also comes from, from a word of an actor, someone who's an actor. Have you ever seen a hypocrite before? Question, have you ever been, 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 been one? I'll be I'll be honest, I've never met met, met, met someone that's not been, been been one. And you might be, I'm offended. Well that's great. I look in the mirror and I see it in myself. Hypocrite is is someone who's who's fake. A lot of times parents will come to me when y'all come in and go, hey Pastor Dan, you skip into church, hey Pastor Dan. And they, they walk up to me and go, that kid's Satan. <laughs> you know, they just uh, kicked the dog, uh, knocked it out. They uh, defecated on the wall in the house and smeared it all over. I mean, they just tell me horror stories. And you're like, hey, Pastor Dan, what are we going to learn in God's Word? And, and the parents are going, what's going on, right? <laughs> but but we, we do it. Why? Do y'all want to look good or look bad? We all want to look good, right? We all, there, there's a draw. Third, fourth word envy. En- envy begins with a desire to possess what belongs to someone else, and then you begin to think they don't deserve that. Envy roots in there. They don't deserve that, and 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 when something goes wrong for them, you're like, yeah, that, and you feel good about it. I would hate to say it, but if we really And I I hope we're introspective tonight, which means we're looking inside of ourselves for real. And we're going, okay, how do these things affect me? Because he says to, hey, hey, so put off or take off all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy. And then he says, all slander, which is any speech that deliberately assaults the character of uh, other people. When I'm talking a bad someone because I want to dress them down, because when I dress them down, I lift me up. That's the only reason why someone talks bad about someone, ever. It's not, you, They're not going, well, I was just trying to look out for them because I thought we as a group could pray for them. You're smoking crack, right? You're not doing that. You're, you're putting them down to lift yourself up. You've heard of all those words before, right? Nothing new here. What's interesting about these words is this. They all deal with relationships. All these sins right here... Deal with relationships and they're killers to community. These are, if there's something that's going to kill community in the body of Christ, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and, sl- and sl- slander will kill it every time. So, this is what I want us to do because I just want to change up the game t- tonight. And this is my hope. <clears throat> I just want us to be sort of r- real thinking, okay, do these things affect my life? So what I've got is on that table and on that table, I've got red cards that look like this and pen- pencils and pens. And so this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, when, when I say go, everybody in this room, go grab a red card and grab a pencil. And then I want you to either sit down in your your, your, your spot, but try to spread out. Or even stand up around the back of the room or sit over and spread out. For We're going to do this for about five minutes. I don't want you next, to, right next to anybody. Right? Deal? So everybody grab one of these cards right here. And don't don't do it, don't do anything with the cards yet. Find a spot, spread out, make room for folks to grab cards. It'll take a, a, a minute. Got a few people still needing to get back to get their cards. Get a card. Find a place. Spread out. I I am going to ask my adults in the back of the room to go, to get some cards as well. Adults in the back of the room, get some cards as well. This, this is something that that we. I, myself included, have, have thought hard on and how it affects things. Shh. Spread out a, a, a little bit. Spread out. If one or two of you are sitting side by side, that's okay. I just don't want big clumps. So, All right. I just want you to go through this one at a time, and this is what I want you to do. This is a card that you don't put your name on. This is a card for only you to keep. When we're done uh, tonight, you can put it in the trash. Uh, It's not for me to see or have. It's for you to take a look at your life because we all struggle with things. The question is, what do I struggle with and what am I going to do about it? If God has saved me, if the gospel has changed my life, then I need to pursue Christ. And and, and so this is one way. So scale of 1 to 10. And so what you're going to mark some way, whether it's a small dash or line or dot, whatever you want to put, one being... Uh, I don't have an issue at all, 10 being uh, it's bad. I've, I've got a bad issue with this, that I struggle with this a lot in my own life. Not that it's against you, but it's you affecting those around you, okay? So you're the one that struggles with malice. Not No folks have been malicious against me, okay? So the first one whole, is is malice, scale 1 to 10, which means to hold a grudge or to... Or to to be bitter and to let it affect the way you react to somebody, where would you rate yourself? Scale 1 to 10. On on de- deceit, which is an intent to divide, it's sort of, man, I just want to get back at them. I just want to mess this up. I just want to mess them up, whether it's with lies, and sometimes it's with truths, but the intent of your heart is what's, what wants to mess them up. Scale of 1 to 10. How are you? The third one, hip- hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Am I, am I who I claim to be when I walk into into here? If I claim to be a believer in Christ, is that seen elsewhere? Hypocrisy can be a lot of way fit or faker, one to ten. Next one is envy. Man, I just wish I could have that. I just, it's not fair they have that. Is that something you struggle with? Scale 1 to 10. Next is slander. And do the words that I use, man, can they be really hurtful to bring somebody down? How am I doing with that? When you're done, I want you to keep your pencil or your pen. You can fold your, your paper in half so it's sort of closed, and then you can everybody head back to your seat. Head back to your seat. What's that? Well, I know it. I know there's one more. Thanks. That's why I want you to keep, 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 keep your pencil. We'll come back to that. All right. Question for you Do you want to. Do you want to grow in your faith? And the question would go, do you seriously want to grow in your faith? Now, if you don't remember, I, I challenge you to take a peek at, at what you wrote. You can even just sort of look right there at what, what was the highest on your list. You don't have to share it. You don't have to speak it out. I just want you to be aware of man, on Man, on my list, on what I wrote, what is the highest? If it's a tie, just pick one or use both. And ask yourself do I need to drop this out of my life? Is this something that doesn't need to define me anymore? And what am I doing that I need to stop? And sometimes we even have to ask the next thing, who do I need to go to to ask for forgiveness to make things right? Uh, Because this is the truth in, in what we're reading here. These things have no, no place in the community of believers. It has no place in a youth group or in the body of Christ or in the church. They have, they have no place in it. As Peter writes about this, he knows it doesn't. And if you see it, group, and it may be, okay, you, and you, you, you might go, well, I think I'm doing sort of well on these. Good. Well, keep it up. But this is what you are, you are called to do, I, I believe. If you are a believer in Christ and another believer in Christ is not acting out in the right way, sometimes you need to call it out. You need to go to them, not in a crowd, not in front of a whole group of people, but you just going, hey, this just doesn't look good. Not sure what what it was meant by it. Don't assume they always meant wrong, but we need to, to. Do y'all agree with that? I mean, as I've talked about before, there's sometimes when we pray, some of y'all hold hands like, man, man we are in this. We are in this to win this. Well, if you're in this to win this, you're going to call things out among yourselves. And sometimes when you call it out, it, do, it doesn't help. And at that point, you've got to stomp it out. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you stomp them, but sometimes you've got to bring it to light to others, or, or you've got to fight. and oh, Man, what you're doing is wrong, and you've, you've got to fight against these things, because these things will wreck Community in a youth group, and when you don't have community in a youth group, you will not have an impact for Christ in the in the uh, the uh, uh, outer community that you live in. This is sort of a a must must have. You know, I I I just had a had a thought. One thing when I came to this church uh, on staff, I've almost been there for ten years. I know I was like sixteen when I came on staff, uh, so I'm twenty six almost now. And um, some of you really believe that; most you don't. And um, when I came to this youth group, the youth group was known as a group that pranked all the time. They, they were known for their pranks. They were, like, huge, and they were, like, bragging about their pranks and thought they were the co- coolest kids in the world. Uh, I come in here, and I'm Mr. Anti-prank. I am, I am. if you prank, I will crush you. Uh, and so uh, they didn't really know that at first, and um, so... I was my third day on staff here at this church at a youth camp. And the, I was just getting to know these kids. And so I had been at a church for 14 years with a, a youth group, man, I loved and it was going great. But God called me away to here. So I said, okay, I'll go. I'm coming in. First day, we're leaving for camp. Not our type of camp. We're going to somebody else. Else's camp that don't have lip, lip sync, so it's not near as good. Now, uh, but um, so we go there. I'm trying to just learn names, and there's only about 25 kids that are there at the camp. Third day, these three guys come to me and say, "Pastor Dan, can we talk with you?" And I went, "Man, this might be something. I might be starting to make some inroads here." So I go, and they were in like motel type rooms. So these three guys were in the same room. These guys were actually the same size, size as me for the most part. They were 11th and 12th great guys. So I go into this room, and, and I walk in. And uh, as I walk in, I walk in. There's the bed. One of them sitting there on the bed, and the door slams behind me. And I think, what's going on? So I turn to see why the door slams. Well, at that point, the guy on the bed jumps up, and he, he wraps his arms around me. So my arms are locked down, and a guy's got a roll of duct tape, and the other guy's coming from another side, and they're going to hog tie me and show me to the youth group. Now, you got to understand something. <laughs> I, I've worked with youth for 15 years, and I know in that moment, this is happening in 2.3 se- three seconds, but I understand if they succeed in hog tying me, I will resign that day from the church. Because I will never have respect in that youth group. I understood that completely. Uh, and so, in that moment, one of them takes me and he lays me back on on the bed. So like I'm like like locked. I'm locked like this, and they're all like hey, hey, hey. He's got his tape going. And so I, I remember seeing everything, and I'm going. So I I move over and I get my. Elbow right in the guy's crotch that's got his arms around him. Listen, three against one, baby. So I I just start to put my weight in, and I had about 35 more pounds then than I do right now. So I'm putting my weight in this guy, and he's like, hey, 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 thinking I don't know what I'm doing. I know exactly it's your your brother I'm talking about. And so, and so, and so I know exactly what I'm doing. But his voice wasn't like, hey, hey, it was like, hey, 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 and, we're on fire. and so, so I drive my elbow there, and it loosens up my arm. This other guy is coming. Both have tape. He comes at me. He doesn't know my arm is loose. I have got no time to think I'm not abusing kids. But I punch him. I punch him right in the crotch. Because I'm laying on the bed, and they're trying to hog-tie me. I'm trying to save my job and my marriage and everything. So I punch him, and he's like... You know, so these high-pitched voices. This, th- this is all going on like this, okay? So this one guy has come. Now he is like on top of me, about to start taping something and I don't know what. So I start to pick him up, but his legs are right here. And so I pick him up like, like this, like, and he's like two feet off the ground, going, ah! okay? And so within two, two sec, 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 sec-, sec- seconds, minutes, seconds. These guys are up against the wall like this. <laughs> They're like, "It's all good, Pastor. It's all good, Pastor." Dan. So, you know, it's Sorry, we're sorry. We'll never do it. We'll never, whatever. We'll and so, I I came into it cr- crushing cranks. And what was interesting, those guys never messed with me. And I didn't really hear a whole lot of the rest of the group ever again because they were scared of me. They were like, "You're not allowed to do that." I'm, like, I'm not allowed to do anything when you attack me. So, so that serves to warn you if you get ideas. Uh, but my whole point of that story is there's times at that mo- that mo- moment I knew if I didn't fight to get out of that spot, it would really have been hard for me to serve on staff here. For for real, it would have been hard because respect would not have been there. You've been a laughingstock, and it's hard to overcome those those things. So I fought for it with everything I had. And this is what I hope. I'm just asking you to do the same thing. When it comes to community within our group, when you see malice or deceit or hypocrisy or envy or or slander, don't hit somebody in the crotch. We'll take that out of this, this whole message. No, but stop, stop on it. Fight against it with everything you've got. Does that make sense? I know that was a very uncouth story, but man. It was a good day, though, when they, they were like, "'Sorry, Pastor Dan!' You know, I was like, it's okay. Dummy. All right, First Peter, let's jump back into the text. We're not finished with, 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 with this malice, deceit, all that stuff. So it says this, verse 2, "'Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, "'that by it you may grow up into salvation, "'if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good.'" Has anybody ever seen a little baby before? Yes. Aren't, aren't they just so cute? I don't see how you see that, but I'll just go with you on that. Uh, most of them just look a little bit weird to me. They look like they're like from Mars. But my wife goes, oh, they are so cute. And you're just like, oh, that's so nice. Because I don't want to lie. Ever seen a little baby when they're hungry? Now, I'm not talking about like me when I'm hungry. Because I can be a baby, but a baby, a little baby. What do they do? Scream. Do they like scream like like a song, or is it like a nah, 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 right? It is a horrific scream. Why? Why do they scream? Like, some of you are like oh, that is exactly what it's like. Why do they scream like that? Because they 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 long for they crave for what Good. food? Food. And a lot of times it's it's it, it's milk, right? So in this this. What As he writes this, like a newborn infant long for the pure spiritual milk. He's talking about the Word of God and the things of God. So he says, hey, like a baby longs for, for milk and just will let the whole world know that he needs it and he will, he will take as much as he can get. We need to crave and long for the Word of God the same way. And when we've been ransomed by Christ, when we've been changed, when he took our sins and he gave to his, his righteousness, Something occurs inside where we do begin to crave the things of God. I don't know about you, but there's always been, when I came to faith in Christ, new things in my life. I began to want to have. I wanted to honor God with my life. It grew into more and more things. Where where I, I grew up, you're, you'll be stunned at this, but I, I stuttered as a teenager, and that wasn't the coolest thing in the world. Like everybody's like, "Oh, stutter! Yeah, high five. I didn't get that a lot. So the last thing I want to do was ever speak in front of a crowd. Dear Lord, what have I been doing for 25 years? Speaking in front of crowds. But why? Because God did a change in me. Because I don't do it because, man, Dan is so great at this. I do it because God says, this is what I want you to do. And I long to obey God in whatever he says to do. We need to, to learn to crave these things of God. So on that on that sheet that you have, you don't have to pull it out if you don't want to, but you can look at it, and the last thing is, means to crave or to long for. Scale of 1 to 10, just just for you just to be honest with yourself. One being, I don't crave the things of God at, at all. 10, man, I crave. And only not only crave, I don't long for, but I, I fight to get it. So, so crave it, and yeah, I, I want these things. No, I want these things to the point where I'll fight to get it. Where are you on that scale? Just Just something for you to think about for yourself. And as we go on, as you've done that, I love at the end of verse three, Peter pulls a Yoda here. And what I mean is he puts something here that really should have been in the start of the sentence that he saves for the last. And it says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So like, Newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have t- t- tasted that the Lord is good, um, you know if if you tasted that the Lord of, is good, He's saying you're going to long for these things. If you have if if you have tasted the salvation power of Christ in your life, you are going to long for these things, and you're going to hate these things that He says we're supposed to hate. It may take you a while to work through them and get them out of your life, but there's going to be a part of you that's going to be convicted and you're going to be ashamed and you're going to be, be disgusted by it. it, it what's interesting in, in First Peter, a note here, he quotes Psalms and I, Isaiah a lot in this book. And I, Isaiah 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. If we've truly experienced God, we're going to crave the things of God. We're, we're just we're, we're going to crave it. So, so point one is we're called to grow. How do we grow? We crave the things of God. And we pursue the things of God through His Word. That, that's how we grow. So, point one: we're called to grow. Point two: we're called to grow together. We're not called just to grow by ourselves. But point of why we grow is to grow together. Look here in First Peter chapter two, verse four. It says this: As you come to Him. A living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. So in verse 4, it starts off with, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. It's talking about Jesus. That's who the living stone is, rejected by men. And it says that you yourselves, like like living stones, like him, are being built up, as a spiritual house. Now, when uh, Noah and I were in a trip to Ireland uh, just about a month ago, one of the the places we went was down south on the coast, and there were these these huts that were built called beehive huts. So take a look at the screen. Uh, So this is a a bad image of a beehive hut. Uh, 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 So that's sort of what they look like, and they're just rocks that are stacked on top of each other. So here's a shot, I think, of Noah and myself. There we are by one of these... Beehive huts were great. Noah looks like great, like really good Good shot of him. And um, what's interesting about these shots, now this is the inside of the hut, is that they're just rocks stacked on top of each other. These huts were built around uh, 1,000 A.D. Okay, so they're about 1,000 years old, and they're still standing, and there was no mortar or glue or stuff to hold these. These things together is that amazing to you? Yeah. We can't build a house that lasts one one hundred years with what we have, but somehow they figure out a way. And these are just stacked rocks, and they stack them to make a dome so that they, they hang over. You're going too far. They, they they hang hang over, and they sort of make a, a dome, and they're just stacked rocks. It's really amazing. Now, um, one more of these was called uh, this was called the. Go ahead, next one, the Gallerus. Oratory. And and this is one built around the same time. These rocks they thought were, were sort of cut by with whatever tools they had uh way way back in the day. And if you do the next slide, sort of a close up of sort of and this is like a thousand years old and it's still there and it, it, it still works. I wanted wanted you to see these things because these are rocks that have stood the test of time. The wind, it's on the coast. It's always the wind is strong there, and the rains and the storms in the North at, at, Atlantic, that sort of sort of rock against it. And um, they, they've, 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 they've not fall, fallen, and they're not being held together. They're just formed, formed together. And when you look at this t- text, you yourself are being built up, built up by God, not by yourself. You're built up by God as a spiritual house. Do you understand that? Part of why do we, we, we put off malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy and slander because God's forming us to be a spirit, spiritual house. And um, verse 12, it goes on to say why. Go ahead and jump to verse 12 and then we'll we'll get back. It says, and we're going to hit this text later. It says, keep your conduct among the, the, the Gentiles or lost... On, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and gl- glorify God on the day of visitation. Part of what Peter is trying to write to this group is, hey, hey, there's a point why we need to have community and these are the five things that destroy it. So take, take them off and, and be a group that is, is tight that, as those rocks, that you form together and make this tight, tight wall of a house. Now now look at this next slide. It's, it's the blank one, the, the first white one. That one right there. All right. So there's a, a drawing of a, a beehive hut type of thing. Uh, the only one that I, I could find. So I want you to it, it, think of this. God is, is building the body of Christ, which if you are a believer in Christ and you are in this room, you are part of the body of Christ here. He's trying to use you to make, make something special. Now, I want you to take a look at this next slide. Now, I'll leave this up at the end of the edge, but I've written uh, all the names of, of kids that are going to camp, some that are in this room. I might have missed some, some names, so I don't think I've got them all, but that's why I left the top two, two rows blank. Um, but your, your, your name is a part of, of this wall. You are a part of what God is doing here. If you're a believer in Christ, now I'm doing this. I'm making an ass, a, assumption. I know it's wrong. I'm making the assumption that everybody in this room is a believer in G, in Jesus Christ. I know that's not not the case, but I can't tell you who is and who's not. So I've, I've got all your names on this wall because that's what we're called to be. This 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 house. What's amazing about that? And don't just leave this slide up. But that one last hut, that last hut that we looked at that looked like this right the gall- 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 or oratory, there were two things they believed it, it was used for one it was a a small house of prayer, so, uh, just, so it was supposed to be an intimate place of prayer that that was the first place, and i thought man, what, what what are are we called to be in the community that we live First of all, we can be a, a place of prayer, but that Gallerous Oratory, they also believed that it was a, 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 re, a, a, a refuge for, 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 for foreigners to come to to get away from the storms or the wind and the rain when they didn't have a place to go as they came through the land. It was a place. And what more are we supposed to be? This group right here, we are supposed to be a refuge for the lost man, if we can start to take these things and go, malice is not going to have a place here. Deceit will not have a place here. Envy, hypocrisy, slander will not have a place here. And I'm going to do whatever I can to stomp it out so that we can be this. We can be a house, a spiritual house built by God um, to bring others to Christ. That's what we're supposed to be. So what are you? The question for the night is, on this list that you've got, which you can th- throw away, uh, do whatever is more for you just to look at and get a feel of where you're at. What do you need to work on? Or who do you need to ask forgiveness from? My challenge is this. Don't wait an- another week be- before you think about this. And We've got to start to think about these things now. We can't wait. Let's pray together. Dear God, I th- thank you so much for these the students. God, I know I've gone a little, a little bit long tonight, but I thank you. They were at- at- attentive. God, we want to be a group that has community, and we want to have it because you have changed our lives. Uh, and that's the only way we can have the strength to follow you, to seek you, to on- honor you. So, God, we just ask for your help, uh, and uh, we thank you for the gift of your son. For it's In, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.